Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wholesome. This is a podcast based on all things great food and whole person health. I am your host, Shauna McQueen. I'm a registered dietitian and nutrition strategist. And today I am speaking with Dustin Harder, AKA the vegan roadie. Dustin and I have known each other for a few years and he is absolutely wonderful and a brilliant chef. I was thrilled to speak with him. And today we're gonna be talking about his new cookbook, Epic Vegan Quick and Easy. So without further ado, let's chat with Dustin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Holson. I am here with Dustin Harder, the vegan roadie. He is also the host of the Keep On Cooking podcast and the author of three cookbooks, including the most recent Epic Vegan Quick and Easy. Dustin, thank you so much for being here today. Yay. Thank you for having me. It's so great to connect with you again. It's been a while. It has. So uh, Dustin and I, we both went to the same culinary school um, way back when and would sometimes teach uh, community classes at the same time and would run into each other at the (laughs) Gourmet Institute. Um, And it was so, so fun. It seems like so long ago. We also did, am I crazy? We did like a, a, I I don't think I'm allowed to mention specifics. I think we signed something, but we worked on like a recipe project together, didn't we? Yeah, which was- Great, okay. I was like, I swear that was you. I swear we were, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a crazy day, but it was a lot of fun. Exactly. Um, But now you have, you know, since then have gone on and done so many things. So you have three cookbooks and I would love to talk about the progression. So you've got Simply Vegan, Epic Vegan and now um, Epic Vegan Quick and Easy. So I'd love to hear, you know, how did this get started and how has it been progressing? Yeah, sure. Um, You know, Simply Vegan came about, uh, I I had sort of, you know, it's it's interesting. You sort of put things out into the universe and and you become open to it and things start to fall into place. And these cookbooks are certainly uh, a manifestation of that. I, uh, I think it was 2017. I I started the year we had done two seasons of the vegan roadie and I was like, okay, I'm doing a cookbook this year. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I started putting out feelers and, you know, trying to reach out to everyone I knew who might know somebody who could connect me with somebody. And, you know, before I knew it, I I had an offer and an agent and all these great things. And so I did the first one with simply, and um, that was really that publisher's idea when they came to me and I kind of thought about it and I was like, well, I don't really know if a publisher, I had other books, like other ideas I was peddling at the time. Epic Vegan was one of them. Um, And I was like, I don't know who, what publisher is actually going to want me to do one like this, because there's a lot that are like, you know, simple or easy or this or that. So I kind of went with it. And um, it ended up, I love that book so much. We did it differently. We did like, you know, everything's lined up by ingredients. So the, the chapters go by ingredients, as opposed to like your standard breakfast, lunch, dinner sort of thing. So that was a cool uh, starter for me in the cookbook world. And I, I still, I just really love that book. Yeah. And then uh, you kind of flipped gears with the epic vegan. And so I am, I would love to hear you chat about this, but I will just say like this uh, for me is such a groundbreaking cookbook in um, plant-based cooking because it really kind of helps to show that you can have so much fun with your food and you can create these really elaborate and indulgent dishes. And I think people were not considering plant-based food to be in line with that at the time at all. You just nearly made me tear up when you said groundbreaking. I appreciate that so much. Um, it's true. <laughs> 
It's, uh, you know, that was inspired by, so when we did Simply, I remember the editor said to me, I, I had done on the Vegan Roadie on the show, at the end of the show, we end every episode with a five ingredient challenge. And I was said, oh, you know, I'm just, I want to do more ingredients. And she was like, why would you want to go past five ingredients? And I can understand like her thought on that now, because I get it. Like everyone likes to see that. They're like, ooh, five ingredients. But for me at the time, I had been doing the five ingredients and then Simply Vegan, which is really like seven to 10 ingredients in 30 minutes or less. And I was like, I really just want to like do something fun and not pay attention to those parameters. And that's Epic Vegan. That's sort of how it, it came about because I got on a flight. Uh, I was traveling around a lot and there was an in-flight magazine that had one of those crazy over-the-top milkshakes on it with like cookies and brownies and all this stuff where you kind of look at the milkshake and you're like, how am I supposed to drink that? (laughs) Um, And in that moment, I had been sort of pushing this proposal around for Epic Vegan and I was starting to give up a little bit. And then it was built off of the idea that milkshake, I got on this this in-flight Uh, this flight and saw this in-flight magazine. I was like, no, that's a sign from the universe. I'm going to keep pushing this book. And finally it found its home. um, And the publisher has been great with it. Uh, It's a different publisher from the first book and they really embraced the idea of it. And it was just, it's just about over the top, crazy comfort foods, crazy food combinations. You know, it's not just crab rangoon, but it's crab rangoon pizza. It's not just a Philly cheesesteak. You have those basics in there. You've got the crab rangoon basic, you've got the Philly cheesesteak, but then we made it into a Philly cheesesteak pizza. Uh, You know, it's not a everything turns into pizza. <laughs> Clearly there's, there's different variations in the book, lots of different things, but that was sort of the idea of it to like push the boundaries on food, to create things that excited people and that they wanted to take pictures of and put on Instagram. So that's sort of the, the gist of that one, to have fun and play with your food. I love it. And I think, you know, so many people just kind of have the, the idea in, in their heads that um, plant-based means, you know, you're eating like romaine lettuce and things that right. don't Right. Um, but all of these recipes are just like bursting with so much flavor and so many cool ingredients and, um, you know, in um, different combinations, as you already said, that people wouldn't necessarily think of, which I love. That was that was the funnest part. Things like and things that people already knew and loved, like there's a lobster roll in there. But then we make a lobster roll mac and cheese out of it, which, you know, how many times had you been to some like an elevated restaurant where they're like, oh, we have lobster mac and cheese. I was like, well, this is the vegan version of that. So we took some things. It's not just about the craziest things. It's also about some combinations that people already knew and loved just veganized. Absolutely beautiful. Okay, so we are on now cookbook number three. So talk to us about Epic Vegan Quick and Easy. This was, you know, uh, a marriage of the first two books, really. When we started thinking of, it's the same publisher as Epic Vegan, and we started chatting about what uh, another version of that might be. And, um, you know, Epic Vegan, I'm not even going to, I'm going to be totally transparent about it. The first book, Epic Vegan, a lot of the recipes, you need to make two to three of the recipes, whether it's a sauce plus the base, like you, and that's, that's the epic idea of it, like building on a base. There's like a whole first chapter that has like 20 recipes that are basic recipes and then a dough chapter that's basic doughs. And then you build on those. So this one, we were like, well, what, how do we keep the flavor? Let's do epic flavors, but really make everything quick and easy. So it's not so much about over the top as it is maintaining the idea of bold, epic, vibrant flavors, but also keeping it easy for someone who does want to put their dinner, you know, on the table fast on a weeknight, you know, someone who does want to make something quick to go to a party on the weekend, like, it's those sorts of things. So still entertaining people, and, you know, really making food for the masses, but just doing it on a quicker, easier scale, but still with epic flavor. 
Yeah. And how has that kind of worked out for you in your personal life? Because I know you are so busy between just the podcast, the cookbooks, you also are working full time as a culinary director. Um, so your time, I'm sure, is also super jam packed. So when you are thinking about what you are going to make for yourself when you're coming home at night and you want something quick and easy, what are like the first few things that you kind of move yourself towards? I love that you mentioned that because that was when I was writing the first epic, I was kind of, this idea came from, I'd have scraps at the end of the day that I would just throw on a sheet pan and cook. And I was like, oh, that's dinner because I wasn't eating big over the top milkshakes for dinner every night, you know? So that's sort of where this idea came from. So when I come home at night, it's 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 a little bit of the same thing. It's like, what was I testing? Cause I'm always still testing things constantly. And it's, you know, what was tested over the last three days and what sort of scraps are hanging on. And I toss all those things together and a lot of those meals were in quick and easy were born out of that idea like taking things that you you know hopefully have around like some staples and pantry items that you have laying around and building items out of those you know a one pot mac and cheese that sort of thing there's mini pizza cups in the book made out of like legit like store-bought tortillas uh really fast things french bread pizzas in there there's a uh some really great uh, one pot pastas in there. I have a mushroom tetrazzini. There's a flatbread you can make with like store-bought dough. So those are the types of things that I do. There's lots of great bowls and salads in there too, a fiesta bowl in there, a goddess choppy salad, uh, mm. chopped salad, things like that. Like things where I just have bits and pieces laying around that I toss together. And that tends to be a lot of stuff that made it into the book. I love that. I think, you know, for me, one of the things that, um, that I really take with me from, from my culinary school days is um, just having the confidence to uh, balance flavors out. And I think when you're able to kind of do that, you're able to be in the kitchen and be like, okay, I've got this and this, and I know exactly what I should do with it. Um, but for like those people who are really trying to build up that knowledge of what, what kind of goes together, I've got a weird mismatch of things in my pantry. Sure. What do I do? Yeah. And it's always that thing too. I always tell people, I'm like, you got to just try it. You got to just go for it. Hmm. Um, I forget. My mom was just visiting me and she was like, oh, you're going to make that with that. I was like, don't make that base. I'm like, it might be the best thing you ever had. But it's that idea of like, well, you got to try things or you don't, I mean, obviously some things, you know, won't work, but um, mm -hmm. gosh, I wish I could think of what she said that about, because I think we did it. And I think it ended up being amazing, but <laughs> you know, it's that idea of like, also, like you said, having the confidence to balance flavors and also just like take an ingredient you're familiar with and try different things with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, I think that part of what makes that uh, helpful for me is to think about, you know, all of the foods that I already love or dishes that I grew up yes. with. Okay. Like I know if, for example, I'm making a pasta, like obviously tomatoes and basil and you know, all of that goes really well. Um, and you can kind of use those dishes that you already know as a template for future dishes where you're maybe trying something new or, you know, doing a little spin on it. Um, but speaking of tomatoes and basil, uh, <laughs> I think I know where you're going. I'd love to talk about the vegan roadie and your trip all over Italy to explore all the best plant-based foods. So um, first, how, how did you even start that? And like, what was it like? Yeah, so the vegan roadie, it's been a crazy ride because, you know, I think about it, I said something earlier about opening myself up to the universe and, oh, the cookbook and things line up. The vegan roadie was the same way, you know, I 
season one was a lot of, I was going on the road with a show because for everyone listening, my background is in theater. And at the time I was still doing that full time and I just finished culinary school. So I was like, I'm going to do the first plant-based version of diners, drive-ins and dives. So I did it. And then season two, I partnered with field roast and they brought me a van and, and wrapped my logo on it. So like, again, the universe, like, so, and, and I did crowdfunding campaigns for all of them. And then season three, I still had to do some crowdfunding, but most of it was um, produced and funded by a company called the vegan travel club. And I sort of met them when I was on the road for season two. And they were like, Hey, have you ever considered you know going abroad I'm like yeah but you know the logistics and the money and they were like well we're interested so let's keep chatting and I was like what were you thinking they're like let's do Italy it's beautiful and people think that like you can't eat vegan there and that's not the case and I said well I'm one of them I don't think you can and they were like well let us prove you wrong and they certainly did we did six episodes that are jam-packed with vegan food that is so cool. And, you know, I, I uh, started watching um, a bunch of your episodes and everything is just shot so beautifully. And you can tell that you have a theater background because you are just so wonderful and dynamic in front of the camera. It's oh, you're so kind. Sometimes I'm like, Dustin, tone it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, is, it is a joy to watch. And you really were able to like show, you know, in every city, like where you can go to get like beautiful plant-based foods. Um, but would love to know like what what kind of surprised you about going on this journey trying to find plant-based foods in Italy like did you really have to do some digging or once you started looking was it just kind of all out there well so the cool thing about this season in comparison to the other two is that I didn't have to do much research because the people who were leading the the trip were people who do it for a living they literally take vegan tours in Italy so Mm -hmm. I was fortunate for the first time to have stuff sort of you know, at my disposal, uh, and, and we sort of collaborated together so we could build full episodes out of it. And I do want to mention Adam Pedito, who did the the uh, all of the filming for season three. He did such a beautiful job, and and Italy was such a gorgeous place to film, and he really just like took it to the next level. It was so good. But um, yeah, it was the surprises in Italy are basically that especially at the time, because I think it's 2018, it was still a time, and we're finally getting here in, in North America where you can go to a restaurant that's not vegan and say, oh, well, I'm vegan, and they'll go, oh, okay, I get it, instead of being like, oh, well, sorry, I mean, we have lettuce, or, you know, um, well, you, you can eat eggs, right? Like, was that, <laughs> you know, that one you always get, right? In <laughs> Italy, you'd say you're vegan, and they're like, okay, great, no problem, and they would bring you the most gorgeous plate of fresh food and so that was sort of like the surprise that to them, it wasn't this like, oh, what do you mean vegan? They were kind of like, oh, great. And then the other surprise was like, literally just picking stuff out of their garden. Everything was so local and so fresh and they were picking it out of their gardens that were either, you know, just down the road or just out the back door. It was just such a, a beautiful thing to see. And we did a lot of cooking. Um, we added a segment for Italy called Cooking uh, with the Familia, and we cooked in a lot of people's kitchens. And mm. they even, if they lived like in an apartment, they were still growing stuff like on their balconies, you know, like it was just yeah. a beautiful, everything was much, much more slow paced. And there was a lot more, um, I don't know if pride is the right word, but there was a lot more, uh, it was just a little slower when it came to the food, you know? Mm-hmm. And people maybe a little bit more engaged with their their diets and where their food comes from. Yeah, 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 100%. I mean, even down to like, when you go have coffee there, it's not like you're grabbing a coffee and going. I, there are the person who led the trip, Gretchen, she'd be like, okay, we'll, we'll stop and we'll get coffee. And we were like, okay, and then we'll be on, and me, like from producing two seasons, we're like, and then we're go, 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 let's go. And she's like, no, 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 honey, that's not how this is done. She's like, 
gonna get your espresso. You're gonna stand at the counter. You're gonna sip it. We're not. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was very hard for me, right? But it was also a great lesson learned to learn to slow down and sort of enjoy the moments. Oh, so so beautiful. And you right now are like just making me so excited for travel starting to open up. Yeah. Plan like a beautiful culinary event across the world. Yes. Oh um, my gosh. Yes. But what, you know, now that things are opening up a little bit, like where would be the next place that you're just like super inspired by from a culinary sense or like would love to go try out all of the plant-based food at? Well, I think for me, I, I never have like, it's so interesting. I've gotten this question a lot where it's like, where do you want to try, you know, what seems to, I don't know, inspire me in terms of like vegan food and try it next. But my thing is, I like to kind of go anywhere and see what they have to offer or what might surprise me, um, you know, and, and it's, it's just to me, that way my expectations are not set at a certain place and the exploration factor is a little still there for me. And yeah. I like to go to places where they don't necessarily, I don't know they have a lot of vegan options and see what they come up with, you know? Yeah. So it's not so much geared for me in that I actually just booked a new job where I'm gonna be traveling a lot. And um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, and I think it's gonna be a lot of international stuff and I'm really stoked. What I love is that I don't really know the schedule or the, or the locations yet. So I'm kind of like, Ooh, what's coming. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm going to be cooking in all of these places too. So I'm going to get to go to markets and everything. It's going to be a brand new experience for me because with the vegan roadie, I was so focused on finding the restaurants. Right. Yeah. So now I'm really coming at it from a chef perspective and, and trying to find local produce and stuff like that. So it's very exciting. It's, it's a new sort of chapter I'm leaning into and my, you know, my, my eyes are going to be opening up in a whole different way than they were before. Wow. Well, congratulations. Cause that sounds like a dream. <laughs> Thank you. I'm still pinching myself. I can't believe it. Oh my God. So, so cool. Um, but speaking of, of cool food scenes, so you're, you're in Atlanta and Atlanta's supposed to have a really cool plant-based scene. Yeah, it just keeps getting better and better. Let me tell you. I mean, since I've been here, now mind you, I probably moved here about five months before the pandemic. And at the time I had started a new job and I had just signed this book deal. So I was crazy working at the, in, during the day and then writing at night. So I didn't get to do much. Then the pandemic hit. So I still have not been out much, mm -hmm. but it really is. I just see things popping up all around. I love Happy Seed is a pop-up I go to every uh, every now and then. They're always on Monday nights. Uh, great place. They they do some really great burritos and great wraps. Uh, or, or they do a crunch wrap supreme, like a, a mimic of the Taco Bell one. Great people that run it. Really good stuff. Um, and I just had something. Uh, what, Buena Vida tapas I think is the name of it so good they've got amazing mm. vegan options but it really is you can't there's grass-fed uh, uh vbq or is it barbecue vbq uh but it's a vegan barbecue place essentially so there really are some places that I've gotten to try but I haven't I have not been as expansive as I would like to be yet so hoping to do that more in the months to come <laughs> it's, it's also been kind of tough but yeah right exactly <laughs> um but would love to know what was your favorite uh plant-based restaurant to visit in the city in New York in New York yeah uh... <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I miss it so much um oh. We loved Double Zero. We would love to go there yeah. for pizza. Love, love having pizza there. Ha 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 for Mexican. That's one of my favorites too. Oh, we miss it. We love it so much. And actually Happy Seed reminds me a lot. The people I was talking about, Happy Seed reminds me a lot of ha ha ha. Um, mm. Orchard Grocer, of course. Um, 
you know, you couldn't go wrong with Orchard Grocer. Always a great oh. stop there. Get a sandwich or, or something from them. Great little shop too, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's off the top of my head. Um, but you know, I also love things that you could get. And I know, I, I, I think they still have a couple locations open, but like Blossom Du Jour to get like a quick wrap or something I always mm -hmm. loved. Um, I always loved that there were those sort of those quick options to get an NYC two over the last few years that were popping up. But yeah, Double Zero was a, we went there, we loved having, like when people would come visit, we'd take them to Double Zero for sort of date night and get pizza, it was great. So perfect. Um, yeah, it's so it's fun to see how all of these uh, restaurants are just expanding like all over the place. Um, yeah. And there, there really are just so many more options and there's just so much more interest. Whereas, you know, before even when, when we were back at NGI in culinary school, like it was, there were not a lot of places that you could learn plant-based cooking or not a lot of restaurants you could go to, to actually order it. And this wasn't even that long ago. So um, true. It is, it has exploded in the last five years. It's crazy. Cause I started doing what well, I was I think I was at NGI in 2014. So then I started doing stuff really heavy. And a couple of years before that, I was like, you know, heavily into the vegan scene. And it was just like, there wasn't much. And now in the last five years, it really has exploded. What's your curiosity? What's your favorite uh, place in the city for vegan food? Um, gosh, well, okay. Ha 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 is certainly one of my favorites, but also just love modern love. Uh, oh yes, good old modern love. Hello. So great, just like great, like beautiful comfort food. Uh, yes. Um, but also like getting a slice of, of pizza at Screamers. Oh, <laughs> so good. It's one of my other favorite things to do. Very um, good. But yeah, so it's it's just been a lot of fun to see to see everything. But um, the last thing that uh, we haven't chatted about yet is your podcast. Keep on cooking. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I would love to. Um, you know, this was sort of a, we were looking at ways to move onward with the vegan roadie and we thought, you know what, a podcast would be fun. Let's do a different city or talk to a specific restaurant every week and sort of go from there and put it in a, a way that's even more, granted, everyone wants to see the food on video as the thing, but we were like, you know, let's, let's go a route that is even more accessible to people. They can pop it on their car and listen to it anytime. And I thought it would be a great way. What we don't get to do in the video series is really dive into like the chef's stories and why they do what they do. Um, and a lot of times we would film that and it would get cut just out of uh, time so we could show more food because people really wanted to see the food. And the truth is we heard a lot of great stories of people doing really great things. Um, so I thought, let's try and highlight that. But then the pandemic hit and we were like, now feels really in, like an insensitive time to talk to people about restaurants because everyone's in such flux, not knowing what's going on. So we yeah. were sitting there with all this podcast equipment um, and then we were like, what do we do? And I looked over and I saw my shelf full of like a hundred vegan cookbooks. And I was like, all right, I know what we're doing. So the podcast Keep On Cooking is dedicated to each episode is about one book and we chat with the author and we kind of go through the book from front to back. We go through every chapter. We talk about their favorite recipes, what inspired them to write the book. Um, you know, and we sort of get the nitty gritty and the behind the scenes um, on a lot of people's careers, but then also how they wrote the book. You know, we, we get into the intro talking a lot. Like Miyoko's been on twice. You go to her first episode. It's such an intro. Everyone just knows her as Miyoko's Creamery, but like she has such an interesting journey from 
the beginning of her culinary career up until where she is now, you know, so it's kind of cool to hear all those things. We've had Chloe Coscarelli on, we've had Rich Landau and Kate Jacoby from Veg in Philadelphia, so many great authors and restaurant owners and chefs. So it really became a, a, a fantastic outlet for me to really get to know these people who I cook from cookbooks all the time. I may write them, but I also, it's, it's an education tool for me to, you know, it's like continuing my culinary school education to cook from these cookbooks. So it was also another way for me to like, I'm like, well, that one's been sitting on the shelf for three months. Let me get that person on the podcast. And before people come on, I usually cook like two to three recipes out of their cookbooks. So um, it, it just sort of was born as a little pandemic baby um, out of lack of, uh, or out of, not wanting to do to really dive into the vegan rodeon podcast format then because of the pandemic so that's sort of how it came to be well it's so much fun to listen to and like you said i like love hearing all of the backstories um and your your lineup is like really like the who's who in in plant-based cooking so it's um really a lot a lot of fun to listen to oh i appreciate it thank you we worked really hard on you know trying to get Cause it's those things where you've had, I'm, I'm, and I, I feel like you're getting it with what you're saying, like where you've had the cookbook that you've had. I mean, I had Alicia C. Simpson on who is the author of the very first vegan cookbook I ever had, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like, and it's called uh, Quick and Easy Comfort Foods, everyone, uh, vegan comfort foods. But I was like, it's so cool to like have her on and be like, girl, like when I went vegan, you were like my savior, this book, you know? So it was cool yeah. to like sort of, so I hope for some people we've put some episodes out where they've had the book on their shelf or cooked from it for a long time and they got to hear from the author. It's, it's so cool. I even remember my first uh, vegan cookbook. I think it was called Urban Vegan. Ooh, <laughs> who, I, I'm going to look that up right now because I haven't heard of it. I'm like, wait, what is that? Do you know who it's by? I'm completely blanking on it right now. I'll find it for you. But, uh, you know, at the time it was like, wow, like this is a really special. And she had, you know, just like a recipe of, of like popcorn with like nutritional yeast. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, and you're like, what is this? Oh, here it is. Denise Belkovich. Bal Bal yeah. Belkovich, 250. Oh girl, you got a big book, 250 recipes. <laughs> but this looks cute. Yeah. I mean, you should look her up. But <laughs> I am. That's why that's, I can't even help myself now. I'm like, hold on, let me look that up. So fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I love listening to, to your podcast and hearing about everyone else's story. And, and for me, like, I feel the same way. The cookbooks that I have are so special and I just like love seeing them. They mean so much to me, even, you know, cracking them open and reading them, whether I'm even following a recipe or not, like they just, are one of my favorite things in the whole. Yeah, cookbooks are not lo lost, right? That's one of the, the actual physical copies of books that are still hanging on in our world. People still want them. So it has been really cool to sort of uh, lift them up a little bit more even. I love it. Speaking of, everybody should go pick up Epic Vegan quick and easy. And if you are not already, please follow Dustin uh, on Instagram at Vegan Roadie. He is always making beautiful, beautiful things. And um, it's a great way to learn more about everything that he's up to. Yay, please do. Please come follow me on there. All right. So Dustin, is there anything else you want us to keep in mind, events you have coming up? Or Well, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but we're in the, um, the book has a pre-order right now. And actually it's been, because of COVID, the book is delayed. It was supposed to come out May 4th and now it's supposed to come out 
uh, June 8th, but as of today, we still not have received the books in the warehouse. So you may still have time to take up me up on this offer that I'm about to tell you. If you pre-order the book, you can send your proof of purchase in at veganroadie.com. Right on the homepage, there's a button. If you submit your proof of purchase there, you get a free copy of an ebook called Epic Extras with uh, recipes that didn't make it into the book. So you have now until, you know, the book officially comes out, if, as long as you pre-order the book. Ooh, okay, on it. <laughs> hey. um, all right, Dustin, thank you so, so much. Wishing you all the best luck with your new book. And I'm just so excited to see all the other great things that you're up to. Thank you for, for chatting with me today. You're the best. Thank you for having me. It was so good to hear your voice and, and catch up. Yay. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, dear. Okay, that is our show. Thank you so much to Dustin for coming by and speaking with us. And thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time.